Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of JM Rewind. JM Rewind gives us an opportunity to check out some of the recent conversations we've had on JM in the AM. Rabbi Naftali Schiff was with us on Yom HaShoah, a very interesting conversation about experiential education of the Holocaust. Rabbi Naftali Schiff on JM Rewind on the Nahum Single Network. JM in the AM, Rabbi Naftali Schiff is with us live via telephone. He is based in the United Kingdom. He is responsible for a whole host of incredible organizations and programs that have so much to do with the Jewish past and the Jewish future. And um, it would be impossible to do the entire resume, but he is responsible for organizations and efforts like Chazak, a community-based organization established in 2010 for young Sephardic Jews in the UK, for Chazon, another educational institution, J-Link, a group bringing educational programs into mainstream non-Jewish schools, the Forum for Jewish Leadership, Legacy Live, uh, Shalanu, an organization to set up and enable Israeli expats living in the UK to connect to their Jewish-Israeli heritage, and the one that uh, I think we're going to be concentrating on today, because I believe this one fits the most into today's um, Yom HaShoah format, is J-Roots. Founded by Rabbi Naftali Schiff in 2006, J-Roots has educated thousands of young people every year about the Holocaust and Jewish heritage through inspiring, meaningful, and educational journeys across Poland, Eastern Europe, Israel, and Morocco. Rabbi Naftali Schiff, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning, Nachum. I, 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 I've got to say... Uh, uh, Rav Nachum, I, when I uh, was was looking through the news and I uh, and I came across the uh, the tragic fire that you had in your office, uh, it very much resonated with me because we actually uh, were victims of an anti-Semitic arson attack here in London, uh, where where people broke into the building on a Friday night and uh, set fire to the building and took Sifre Teram, the Orana Kodesh written them in half, threw them on the floor. And uh, so I, I, uh, I, your name is Reb Nachum, so you should, you should have a Nachama. And uh, as, as Rabbi Sachs, when he came to visit our building uh, in a couple of days afterwards, he said to me, Naftali, Kasher Ya'anu Oto, Ken Yerbevechen Yefrotz. Uh, build bigger, build stronger than ever before, and Baruch Hashem, we was able to do that. So you should have that as well. I appreciate that. And you can't imagine how comforting your words are, and uh, it's a difficult period, which is one that I'm sure you can relate to, but uh, I, I hope, in fact, that what you've just said will become uh, will become reality and will be able to uh, to grow and have even greater influence. And again, I thank you for that very, very much. Today is Yom HaShoah V'Hagvurah. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. I, I don't want to approach this. There's so many different opinions in our community worldwide. If there should be a Yom HaShoah, when it should be, etc. That's not my concern today. My, my, my question for you, somebody who's so involved in educational programs that deal with the past and, of course, focus so much on the importance of the Jewish future, is there... Is there? I'll put it this way: Is there a a benefit to a Yom Hashoah? Is there a benefit uh, to different generations being able to focus for one day on the past of the Jewish people, and it help all of us in terms of in terms of uh, concentrating uh, on the flip side on the future of the Jewish people? I I, I will cut straight straight through to, to the point, uh, which is. Um, in, in my experience, anyway, I think uh, all of us, whether you know, as parents or chanchim, uh, anybody who cares about the, the the past and the present and the future of Klal Yisrael, um, we're, we're looking for ways to to really chayder 
uh, to really break through, to pierce through to people's hearts so that they, they take seriously where we come from, what the challenges of today are, and, and, and what, how do we get our younger generation to commit to the future. Um, I, I, I've been to Poland maybe hundreds of times with Sisperber, um, uh, the co-founder of JRoots, and, and we've taken thousands and thousands of people to Poland. It's not from an, an obsession with the Holocaust, with the Shoah, for me, it's 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 more that that the hundreds of survivors that I've interviewed, and the hundreds of groups that, that we've had the tremendous trust to lead through Poland, the experience in Poland and the tapping into Zachary Moiselon Binu Schneider maybe Binu with with the with the Shah with the Holocaust it's impossible to to use that word, but but it breaks through the veneer and the superficiality the chitzenius which is really the challenge of our generation, to something that is just far deeper. Um, you know, in the same way as we had to go through Mitzrayim, the Kur HaBarazel, uh, and we had uh, you know, Eish burns through. You know, when, when, when you see Sefer Torah burned on the floor, you will, uh, you know, what, what is the Sefer Torah? What is, what is it to be part of Klal Yisrael? So for me, if, if you're my Shoah, get us to salt for a day and think more deeply about uh, anti-Semitism, about Amnavadod Yishkoin, uh, which, by, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll mention the, the Shabbos in, in June 2006 when, as, as, as the rabbi of, of, uh, of our center, I, I came uh, to Shul Shabbos morning and there was a police cordon outside the building and, and you know, just saying very briefly, the police hadn't let anybody go in because it was a crime scene, but they, they allowed me to go in as, as the rabbi. And I went upstairs to the base of Medrash uh, and, and came into a scene. Of the, the, the downstairs was, was burnt out. I came into a scene. Of the, the, my grandparents escaped from Germany in 1933 after a swastika and feces were smeared on my, my, my grandfather's door in, in Unterdemlidenstrasse in, in, in Berlin. I, I never thought that in 2006 in London, I would be facing the scene with a safer sir ripped in half on the, on the floor in front of me. And uh, maybe you can hear in my, in my voice, the, the, what, what, a, what a scene. And it was Parshas Bollock and, and, and the letters of the safer jumped out. I'm the God of Yishkan, but also I'm Kelavi Yakub. And, 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 it's so difficult in our world to to get through to people. They're they're on their phones the whole time. They're on social media. They're, it's all about the designer clothes. And whether we're from, we're not from. Whoever it is, we're we're so taken up. So I, I I think that the power of the Holocaust is 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 what what am I as a Jew? Why does this happen? And again and again, behold, Why? What is it to be to be? And and we we have found that, that on, on our trips to Poland. On, on, on our, our bringing survivors to meet young people and the, the incredible uh, uh, archives that we have now of, of 200 survivors. Who, 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 I've asked them deep, deep questions. I, I find that the survivors are among the most powerful teachers of, of our younger generation, not, not history teachers. It's not about history. Again, I'll mention Rabbi Sachs. He was said in, he said in, in, in English, the, the, sorry, in, in Hebrew, there's no word for history. It's historia, right. uh, the, the, because because we don't believe in his, history is his story. This is this is our story, and, and that's what Satanite's about, and that's what Yomashad's about. What what what, what is it to, to, to be a Jew? Well, what is it that we stand for? As Rabbi Goldwasser said, you know, uh, just now, why, why are people willing to give up so much of this? Well, what is it? To, to be to be a Jew in, in, in twenty twenty two. So I 
I, I was in Poland again after we, we had you know, two years of uh, very sparse, obviously, trips because of uh, Corona. I was there again um, just a month ago. We've got trips going, you know, all the time again, and the, the message is not diminished. If, if it's led by by literally Murray Derek, people who people who people who understand the way and the path. Uh, the, the the young people you know need to walk on young young and old uh, from not non observant etc. So so uh, I, I I think that the message is is not diminished uh, and it mustn't be diminished. But at the same time, the Holocaust shouldn't become the central focus of, of our Yiddish side. It's it's uh, it's part of it. It's part of the whole dar dar. Rabbi Naftali Schiff is with us. The the first year that you traveled and uh, conducted one of these trips with a survivor was how long ago? It was actually that same year, two thousand six. And I wonder. Uh, well, that's not true. And, and I, oh, okay, but, well, sorry. assuming it's that era, right around then, around two thousand six. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm wondering from your perspective, if if as the average age of the survivors has has gotten uh, older. Uh, if their message has changed at all, is the survivor that you traveled with uh, 18 years ago or 16 years ago, uh, uh, is that gr- is that special group of people giving a different message today or one done in a little bit of a different mood or different fashion? Or have they been consistent in the way they've presented to the kids, uh, to the young people over the years when they're visiting uh, Poland and other areas of Eastern Europe with them? Yeah, that's that's a remarkable. That's a that's a very interesting question. Uh, and the truth is, now I'm thinking about. I guess it's actually the mid '90s that I first went. You know, we, we were taking survivors to Poland. Uh, and has the message changed? I, I think so. I think in those days, the, uh, you know, the, the earlier days, there were survivors who maybe quite readily agreed <clears throat> to go back and, and to lead trips. And and I think the message was was never again use uh, uh, uh that that type of thing. Um, that, and, and, and there was a group of survivors who would do that. Well, I, I was looking actually for, for, for survivors perhaps who weren't as professional, if you like, people who hadn't yet necessarily spoken that much. And I was looking, I was looking, trying to look for something uh, deeper than the evidence, the, the, the testimony, you know, this is what happened, this is where we I, I, I wanted to ask them deeper questions. Questions of Jewish values, questions of, of, you know, how did you keep going on the death march? Mm. What was the last thing your parents said to you? Uh, what do you remember from your parents' home? What, after the Holocaust, got you to, to what do you remember that, 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 that got you to get up and build a Jewish family again? When when God gave up on you, why didn't you give up on him? The, I, and that's what I said earlier, that I feel that survivors are such incredible teachers. So I, so I was, I, from the word go, I was, I was committed to do something a little bit deeper, which is ask these, these maybe difficult questions, personal questions, piercing questions, because I, I, I feel and I felt that that survivors really have so much more to teach. And and in, in direct answer to your question, um, I I've seen many survivors change over the last quarter of a century. In the direction that, that, that I'm talking about, in the direction of we need to be giving a deeper message than never again or, or, or please don't forget us. And, and I'll tell you, we, we, had, a, we had an incredible experience. Uh, um, Jerry's was invited by the Auschwitz Birkenau Memorial Foundation to, to partner with them in looking after the last big mission of survivors to commemorate the 75th anniversary of Auschwitz. 
So there were 120 survivors and second and third generation with them, and we hosted them for about five days uh, and, and over Shabbos in Krakow, and then we took them to Auschwitz, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I had this, this uh, peculiar situation where I, I was the rabbi, if you like, in, in J Roots, and I had a lanyard you know, uh, around, my, around my neck and on my chest saying, Rabbi Naftali Shiv. So I was the, the target, if you like, of, of 70 years of pain, anguish, confusion, anger, um, you know, almost, you know, you're a rabbi, you are, you know, yeah. why didn't the rabbis tell everybody, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and I, during those four or five days, we, they turned from, from venomous <laughs> uh, accusations to people who, when we stood in ashes, they came out one by one and said, please, could you get a minion and say Kaddish for our parents, for our brothers and sisters? And we've stayed in touch with many, many, many of them. It happens to me that I'm saying, I'll tell you something, but I'm saying Kaddish now for a survivor who was nifted, passed away in, in January, who, who was one of those people on, on Friday night in Krakow. First thing he said when he sat down next to me was, why didn't the rabbi tell us to leave, and et etc. Et et cetera, et cetera. He doesn't have anybody to say Kaddish, even though he came from Sutler family. He has Jewish children, nobody's saying Kaddish. I'm saying Kaddish for him. The, the most moving thing, maybe in his whole experience, that he kept repeating to me afterwards, was on Motsi Shabbos in the square in Krakow, we made Havdallah. And Tzvi and I made up dogs together. I spoke a bit, Tzvi sang, and, and we, we gave each of the survivors a, a Havdalah candle. And and we explained to them, what is Havdalah? You know, Beni Sola Amim, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'd rather be a victim than the perpetrator. And, 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 I, and I said to them there, please hold the candle up as high as you can. And I promise you, Belineda, that, that J-Roots and all the organizations, all the mechanics that we're involved in, that we will pass on your torch of Jewish pride, of the Yiddish and the Shabbat, we will pass it on to the next generation. That, 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 that survivor who was standing there became one of my, you know, very close friends, and I would call him up and give him a bit of Atura and sing the Gunim with him, you know, for the last two years. Yeah. Again, he was somebody who lived for 70 years with, with in pain and anguish and confusion and in, in consternation. But, but, but in the end, I even asked the Shaila, I'll tell you about, I asked the Shaila from, from my role, I said to him, I, I feel that if I could go around the world and meet each one of these 120 survivors, maybe I could help to, as a rabbi, you know, they can, they can pour out, maybe I can give them a little bit of closure, a little bit. Should I do that? Should I spend the next year doing that? Now the truth is, then Corona came along, so I couldn't anyway. But I stayed in touch with that, and and uh, so there was an enormous change because the bottom line is everybody everybody's up into the year, and 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 deep down, even though we have enormous questions, you know, the 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 first survivor that I had a very close relationship, you know, big was uh, Pearl Banish, who wrote to Vanquish the Dragon, who was one of the last. um, she was one of the last time leaders uh, of, of Sorosh Nira. Right. And, and uh, I, I'll, I'll say this very briefly. When, when I met her for the first time, it was the week that Rabin had been assassinated. And, and, and I met her in the Gurlitz bakery in, in Kula. And uh, we had a whole long discussion. And, um, 
and, and I was I said to him, you know, how does somebody like you survive Plushov and Paranoff Ghetto and Ashes, Beer Canal, Bergen Belson, the Death Line, you know, and you lost everything. How do you feel today, you know, when when people see people like us with you know with a Yamulka, you know, or Hatta, you know, a Frunju, they, they, they at the time in Eritrea it was almost a civil war. It was a, I said to her, how, how do you feel? And she said to me something I'll never forget. She said, Naftuli, this is Goldie, my, my granddaughter. Goldie is learning in Bishakov and Yushalayim. November 1943, I was taken to the gas chambers. And at the last moment, there was a commotion, and they said they sent us back to the barracks. I promise you that the distance from where we're sitting today to Mashiach Tikenu is much less than the distance I've traveled from, from the gas chambers over there to, to my, my granddaughter in Bishakov and Yushalayim. And she said, you know, Naftuli, don't, don't give up. And the other, one of the other things she said to me in that conversation as well, which is why I'm sharing now, she, when I said, you know, Bernish Lowe and where was God and, you know, how, how do you deal with this? Uh, many survivors have said this to me, but she was the first. She said, Anybody went through it knows it was too, it was too crazy to, you know, the, the whole German war effort, even though it was directed to kill, uh, try and exterminate all of Hungarian Jewry. The way they, it, it just, it was made, everybody knows Meis Hashem. But it's beyond us. It, it, we, we can't understand. And I, and, and, and I feel that, that all of the people that, that I've met, and they can be the most distant from, from observance, the Pinsel Yid is, is, is alive in, in, in all of those I've met. You know, one, one, of the, one of the first survivors we took to Poland was a fellow by the name of Toby Blatt. Uh, Toivy, maybe you or maybe uh, some of the, 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 the listeners that have seen, there's a, there's a movie called Escape from Sobibor. Right. And, and there's a kid, there's a, there's a kid in the film, Toby Blatt. Yeah. Toby Blatt came from Ishpitz, um, and, and he was in Sobibor, and he was in, the, he escaped from Sobibor. He was involved in making, making that movie. He, he was, he, I, I don't know what he was like before, but afterwards, totally left any observance. He, 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 when he came to our house for Shabbos on Friday night, he said it was the first Friday night he's had in, in 60 years. Never, you know, no kiddish, nothing. And he was incredibly emotional, et cetera, et cetera. We, he, we had the tremendous thoughts of taking him back to Poland with groups three times. Uh, he was lifted now a few years ago. The last time we went back there, I'll tell you one of the things that he said. If you remember the movie, at, at, when, they're, when they're escaping, there are a few people who are standing still and, and don't run. And, 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 and one of the leaders of, of, of the escape, you know, runs and says, come on, run, 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 run. Toby said he made sure that was in the film. He, he said, I never, you know what these people were doing? They were governing. And he said he never thought all his life, he just said, what, what are they doing? Come on, run. And, 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 he's, and he left religion. Toby left religion. The last time we went back with him to Poland, it was an incredible trip because we had three survivors, one from Treblinka, one from Sobibor, one from Auschwitz. It was a phenomenal experience. He, he, last time we went back, he, he said, now I know that those, those are the real victors. Those people who kept saying Shema Yisrael, that, that, you know, they, they understood. They, but he said, what, what have I got? I, I haven't got any Jewish descendants. And never, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Kaddish now for three survivors who, who don't have anybody to say Kaddish for them. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, that, you know, one of the biggest, biggest lessons I've learned for life from these survivors is, is, is you can't judge. You, know, you never know. And, and not, I mean, I, I, again, there's so many stories that we can share and we can tell, but, you know, and, and going back to the very beginning, we're saying, is there a point in your martial arts? Is there a point in the Holocaust? 
all the lessons that, 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 I've, that I've learned from survivors from being a Poland, they're not a, it's not just about the Holocaust. Nothing, nothing of death is just about the Holocaust. It's not the way we need to teach and share and, and, and experience any of these trips or talking to people. It's not about, you know, Zyklon B, uh, excuse my, you know, it's not about, you know, how, how long it took to build a gas chamber no. or, 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 or how long was the train journey or, or what is it? it, it it's, it's, it's about, it's about the resilience and the persistence and, and, the, and I, and I, I'm, I'm not whitewashing, you know, of course the majority of Jews, they weren't, they weren't observant and we can't whitewash history and say everybody, you know, everybody was free. That, that's ridiculous. But if I always say on the contrary, some of these people, I've learned so much about life. And about the pintalegid, and about not judging people, and about the nitsis, the kali soil, even from the people who you know tried to, to run away. So, so I, I, I think the, the answer to that central question is, is I, I think Holocaust studies and and Yom Hashoah, so it ca- cannot just be a. It's not about history. It, it's something much deeper than that, and there's something much deeper that we can learn about the journey of the Jewish people, and about not about history, but about our story. And and based on Shemos as as why 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 in every generation is standing up against us? What does it mean to be a Jew? And and in a, in, a, in a generation where we can't get the attention of young people because they're flicking through the social media all the time, you know the truth is unfortunately 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 Poland's one of the last places where where unless your heart is really made of stone, you can get through to people not not with guilt. Not, not with you know, not not getting points, you know, by by hopping from cover to cover and getting people to cry by ditches, but by 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 being authentic, by being sincere, by being genuine, and and being brave, asking questions and 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 linking arms and understanding. This is our past. These are the challenges of the present, and, and let's commit to the future, but not not from guilt, but but from netzachi Rabbi Naftali Schiff is with us. Um, you know, I, we, of course, I mean, you just described it, that the uh, people who went through the Shoah, um, some came through with tremendous faith, others uh, not judging, of course, but but we, we know the direction that they went in. You just described some of that for us and some of the turnaround that has happened uh, uh, that you've seen up close and personal. I- I'm wondering about the students, uh, not to compare, obviously, <laughs> their experience is not uh, is not one like the survivors, obviously, but, but I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, we always hear... Uh, of of students and young people who visit, and it only enhances their faith. It only enhances their Jewish identity. It only enhances uh, among the uh, you know those from a religious background. Only enhances uh, their Jewish ritual, etc. Uh, have you ever seen the opposite? Have you ever had this experience had an opposite effect on Jewish youth, where they witnessed what their predecessors or generations past went through, and they weren't able to uh, to, to handle being being a, a part of our people because of this experience of yesteryear I, i'm sure that the answer is 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 there are many many people uh, as there were you know for, for the generation after the holocaust that, that left as a result of visiting the subject of the holocaust and i'll, I'll say even more that on, on a personal and even on an organizational level uh, when we started doing trips to poland eastern europe people said you know your 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 main Chinuch uh, remit at the time was was Kirov. It was outreach. Why would you take people to the biggest kasha in you know in in the, in the world? What are, why are you doing that for? And that is actually why I decided 
that instead of uh, um, only giving people theological and philosophical uh, um, um, ways of dealing with it, I'd ask survivors themselves. That is actually why I started uh, my, my own personal journey that's taken me all over the world uh, um, for J Roots, interviewing uh, survivors. You know, I've, I've uh, incredible people. I say I mentioned Paul Banish, Lisa Friedenson, the Caliber Ever, Leah uh, Kaufman, Yosef Lefko, hundreds of people. And and I was I was asking him. I, I mentioned this before when Kavayoch, uh, whether Bojem left you, why didn't right. you leave him? Yeah. Because the question is that. And, and I did it almost as a, as a preparation for the questions that we thought we would get, you know, every hour on a trip. Uh, hey. Here, here's the incredible thing. I, I'm not sure this is a good thing, but I think actually the Matthias Habura, the, the, the relevance, the, the reality that there is a, a, a God in the world is so distant from this young, younger generation in a way, I don't want to say what I, even, they, even people who are observant, so it's often, reversion is not even, it's not, you know, we do what we do. Right. And people who are, people who are secular, like God's not even in, in it. So they're, they're not asking the question all the time. Yeah. Ritual, so over, be, ritual over relevance. Yeah, and one of the problems that we're dealing with in the full world is yeah. it's just not much with the model. So, yeah. so if you've got to see that, you know, you keep, you keep doing, but, but I, I also, one of the, 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 the commitments that we made in, in, in J-Roots is, is uh, we, as I said before, we won't only, you know, grave hop. We, you know, every day starts, you know, we, we start with life and we end with life. And, 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 and that's the, the really the, the, the message. You know, they, they tried to destroy everything. They, they, you know, in Treblinka, you know, the Prochus, you know, the, the, the lag, the cynicism, the, the riches with which they tried to destroy. But then, if you take the very same thing, you know, you go back to Yeshiva's Chachmei Lublin, you go back to, to, you know, the, to, to the, you go out to Krakow and you see, you know, you're dancing in the streets again. And, you know, in, in, in Krakow, I've been there so many times for Shabbos, they've got these, you know, little golf carts where 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 the tourists are going around to see what once was, and I feel like uh, I was there. We, we once took a trip. Actually, also in two thousand six, we have Mark Weinberg um, led a trip of sixty eight up on him um, um, to Poland, and it was during the Klezmer Festival where they're like twenty thousand, thirty thousand people in the, in the main square in Kashmir in. in um, in Krakow, and I said to all the rabbonim, you know, they think we're like dodos. You know, we, we were supposed to be extinct. Right. You know, and, and the, uh, they thought like we were part of the film set. So, so you know, if it's couched in positivity as opposed to wallowing in despair and negativity, uh, like, like I said, from my my own personal experience of, of kneeling down, not crouching down on the floor, you know, Parshas Bala, two thousand six in London. It, it, it cradling in my arms, two halves of a of a burn saber burn Where would I be? But I, I felt I, I I just felt an immediate surge of energy as as I I'm Kalaviyaka. Like we got up again. There, there's something tremendously powerful. If that's the message, but at the same time, I'll say not not in a trite way, not in a simplistic. I I I think for a generation, maybe two generations. We, we, I think, you know, all the Israeli schools you know, took everybody to to Poland, and the message was never again because now we've got the states of Israel, right? And uh, you know, and every soldier went. That, that's that's it's a silly. It's it's uh, it, it, it you know it's obviously life is more complicated. Well, it's not obvious because that's what many 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 people have done. It, it, the equation is not so simple. Right. But Mitzvah needs to to to, to really um, plummet the depths of Jewish identity and Jewish history. 
and 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 uh, east of Sedes Yaakov or anti-Semitism, whatever you want to. And and, and what? How, how is it? Three three years after they left us, like a a, a pile of bones. You know, Yecheskel, Atichena, Asomis Eile. How can these? How can this ever live again? But they, but we did. Incredible. <laughs> you know, my 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 great aunts and uncles. Parish ashes. My kids, Baruch Hashem, it was Zecha. Ojeish was the king of his kids. Zecha, Yiladim Yiladis was Sachakim Zecha Vesel. How can that's our generation? Right. We are the generation of Nachama. Yep. So, so if if you give that message to people, and then it's a deeper message, and and a message of achrayus and responsibility, and 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 pride in in what we've been through, but but and yet we're still here. Mat Mikolo Avim. We, and what we need to be in, or like I am, and, and uh, I, I'll tell you something else. If, if I've got uh, one minute, I don't know what our time. You, I'll share with you one other thing. I spoke at a, at a, at a bus mitzvah a few a few weeks ago uh, of, of a girl whose mother uh, was was carrying her. She was expecting when she came on a, on a trip with us to Auschwitz, and the girl's name was uh, Eliana. She the name of Eliana. You know, we my aunt at our prayers, and it was at the very beginning of the Ukraine the Ukraine war. Her grandparents are survivors. They came, they came from Europe, and I said, I, and I said to the beginning when I was speaking, I said I didn't really prepare this, but as I'm standing up, I'm seeing this, this beautiful twelve year old girl, you know, in you know, in front of me, and the parents and the grandparents. The truth is, I, I feel maybe we let you down, you know, for, for two generations, never again. But look, you know, we're, the, the, there's another Russia over there. There's another Russia over there. there, there, there there's a, you know, demagogy and and, 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 and intolerance and, and awful things, awful wishes going on. And, and yet, Claudia Sarnoff had more, you know, today we have more power, more influence, more network, more resources than ever before, more knowledge. The man of Hussein, what do we, what do we, and, and again, these are parts of the message. We, it, never again isn't enough. Yeah, it's not enough to, to daven for Mashiach. Sound like a chabadnik. You've got to do something. <laughs> We've got to, you know, you, you, what, are you, what are you doing uh, for this? And, you know, what, what, we're all survivors. We're all survivors. There's only 14, 15 million of us. And how many of us know, you know, so anybody who does, anybody who does put it in, anybody who has a shop, it's a little shemet of, you know, we... we we, we've got to behave in a certain way and talk in a certain way and, and strive in a certain way and instead of getting stuck in, in our dumbness. And, and that's really the challenge and coming back again to the central question, if, if the Shah and visiting you know, these places can wake up that achrayas and that depth of what it is to be a Jew and part of Kali Yisrael and, and, and that we will be bearers of the torch of that Havdalah you know, then, 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 then it's worth it. It's worth all, all the investment. But when the Shoah becomes, you know, there's no business like Shoah business, and it just becomes uh, then, then that's that's such a travesty on on on, on the memory and not just of, of six million, but of everything that, that we are. Rabbi Naftali Schiff is with us. If you have another minute or so, I'd, I'm sure there are people out there who are curious. You mentioned the Ukraine in the context of the story you told do you have a unique perspective on what the ukrainian people are going through now especially in light of their role during world war ii <laughs> so so it's interesting because uh, as as jay roots we we had a we had two or three groups on the ground when the war started 
and um, and people started started contacting us. Can we help with, with refugees from Ukraine? And and Jared like immediately to lead into action to help Jews who are coming over the border, help Jews who are back there, which I think is a very important educational message. That it's all very well to say, you know, never again will we stand by or criticize other people for standing by. Well, if we stand by when other people are suffering, then that's not so. So James has has been very, very active. Sri Sperber, Zach Jaffe, my you know, partners in in Jerry's, very, very active with that. I can tell you that one of the survivors I'm working very, very closely with at the moment. At the moment, we've made a movie about him. We're doing something else with him. <laughs> he said, "I just wanted to let you know for the record that the Ukrainians were were the worst, and I've got the Rahmanis of them." I, I, he said, "You could tell everybody that." So I said, "I'm not going to." Um, but but I'll, the third thing that, that I will say is, is really what I alluded to before, and I really, I really mean this very deeply. One of the biggest personal lessons that I have learned from survivors and, and from this journey that I've been on myself and with all these groups is you never know, you, can, you, you, just, you just can't judge, you can't judge other people. And so that, that's what I've learned from survivors, and that's what I've learned that, that, that it's, it's, it's way understanding these things are. So, so that will and, and that, that would that would include. I apologize for interrupting, but that would include. I can only imagine uh, how many people you know in Poland at this point, uh, Jew and non-Jew, uh, and with the and and having in mind the role that Poland had in World War II. Uh, I can only imagine that you would say you would give a similar response if I asked you about the uh, idea, which became reality, of Poland bringing in millions of refugees to help them and save them when this war began. Yes, I guess my my response is is you know Halavai they've learned a bit of a lesson right. and they will take in right. refugees and but also I, just we we can't judge other right. people you just never know. Uh, right. Yeah, and and in terms of Ukraine, you know, there 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 are human beings there. There are people suffering. I don't think we should divert all of our efforts to you know in any organisation or any country or any person. But 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 there's a human tragedy going on. There's also a Jewish tragedy going on. Of course, we've got to do everything we can to, to help these people. And and you know, it's sort of above my pay grade to answer whether a Ukrainian or a German of today is the same as three generations ago. It's like you know, let's do what we what we can do. Let's make sure that our kids and our brothers and sisters are educated and are menschlich and are, um, you know, ruplaini kamanoimaso, you know, let's, let's, let's do what we can do and rather and play sort of macro global politics. The best way to play those games is, 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 is to educate our people, to stand up, you know, tall and proud, not to judge other people, look into their own hearts, reach out to other people, educate in, in a real way and not in a superficial way. And how about we can do that. Parina, uh, yeah. Know, I was going yeah. to say, pre-COVID, this was always a big week for uh, thousands of students to actually be um, mm-hmm. to be in Eastern Europe. Is, is anything happening this year? Do you know what's happening this week? Sure, in Eastern Europe? Uh, I think, I think uh, as we speak, I think there's a, there's a relatively big march of the living. Um, and, and we've had groups, so, you know, throughout Benazmani, before Pesach, after Pesach, there, there, there are groups there. It, it's not, it's not uh, you know, when... when I mean, it's really another subject, but but when we try to water down all of Judaism to be, uh, you know, simplistic, you know, and and if all of that, if it's a content of our Jewish identity is, you know, they killed six million Jews. Now we've got Israel. Let's be proud and wave the flag. It's not enough, you know, and and so I think the numbers. 
are diminishing. I, I think you know even Yad Vashem is focusing more on the on 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 on, on um, the observant community, the 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 from community, because these are the people who, who are connected and who care. I I think we need to care about everybody and, and take care of everybody and, and educate everybody. But but our education needs to be needs to be deeper. It can't just be. Uh, and and by the way, when I, I I'm, I'm not being Mazalzo, you know, waving the flag or or Israel or Israel. I served in the army myself, and and I'm proud of that. And uh, so I'm not Mazalzo. It's just uh, that life is more complicated as as we grow up and as we meet more people. And certainly, survivors. Now, we have, as we have children and grandchildren, and we and we observe how different people cope. You know, during COVID, and there are the givers and the takers, and the and and, and the Netflix people, and and, and the Tehillim people. Life is complicated. You never know what's going on. By so, I, I don't mean the 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 crit. I just you know we need to do more than uh, than just light a candle. You know, lighting, lighting candles, for example, you know, in Claudia, so lighting a candle, you know, we like Shabbos candles, we like Hadala candles, we like Hanukkah candles. Uh, you know, we, we can't turn our one act of remembering, uh, you know, six million Jews to lighting a candle. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, the, like, what is Kaddish? Why do people say Kaddish? Why do people die? Whoever they were, we should buy we, we There needs to be deeper, deeper questions. Wow. Uh, pretty remarkable the work that you're doing, and uh, it, it must be interesting for you that the um, uh, that I mean, I obviously with Yom Hashoah being today, next week being Yom Hazikaron and Yom Atzmut, and again, whatever whatever people do or don't do on these days is not my point. But my point is that there it, it, it's an interesting uh, an interesting phenomenon that all these days come out in the order that they do, um, and, uh, and and so close to each other in the calendar. Does that resonate with you, or or it's just coincidental? <laughs> I should I should add maybe to balance what I said before that we have a son learning in Panovich. So uh, <laughs> well, Panovich doesn't Panovich fly the flag? Yes, yes they do. <laughs> and and the Panovich role, Panovich role, the famous Shiva Shiva Shema Shiva Sien, Hayinu Kacholim, and and uh, he said we've got to dream big, we've got to think big, and he survived, and yeah, he flew the flag. Uh, yes, it, it, it does it does resonate. It resonates enormously enormously with me. I, I, but I'm also very sensitive to you know not to right. water down all of the, all the right. Yiddish guide to these three days. Right, understood. Um, <laughs> I, I quite frankly, I'll tell you the others. Uh, you know, I, I spend too much of my time. You know, do you say hello? Do you say hello right. with a bracha, half hello? Right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 so much bigger than that. And, and and we mustn't get caught in in, in the uh, cliche. Right. And, well, you know, we we, and, we always try to emphasize: do whatever you want. Just at least you know acknowledge that you know something important happened that day. That's all. But uh, yeah, yeah, hundred you know, percent. And that's 100%. and that's a good place to start if people would want to start there. Today is Yom HaShoah. I want to thank Rabbi Naftali Schiff. Rabbi Schiff, this has been an enlightening uh, conversation. Continued to success with all of your incredible work, especially in the area of education, because the uh, look the the Jewish future is one that. Uh, as you described during this conversation, is one that we take very, very seriously, and it's obvious that uh, with the programs that you run, you in fact take it very seriously as well. And I can I wish you continued success with J Roots and with all Thank the you. different Thank efforts you. that you have. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, and, and really uh, big hatzlocha with you. As Rabbi Sachs said to me, so can you remember your your studio has got to be three times the size, okay? I appreciate that very, very much. <laughs> really important for me to hear that these days, and I appreciate it very much. Right, Naftali Schiff, everybody. Jay Roots, and someone who has quite a perspective on the um, role that the Shoah has in Jewish education, and um, 
how meaningful uh, journeys, if they're done in the right way, if they're done in a meaningful and proper way, how meaningful the journeys to Eastern Europe are and uh, can be for uh, for people who want to um, who want to explore our history and who are concerned about the Jewish future. It's Yom HaShoah V'Hagvura. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day, and you're listening to JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Rabbi Naftali Schiff. Dr. Stanley Boylan joined us recently. Torah University had a very interesting medical ethics program, uh, a seminar that took place on a Sunday. He helped us preview it. Dr. Stanley Boylan of Torah University with us on JM Rewind here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, continued congratulations to our friends at Turo, who are now Turo University, as you know, is celebrating their 50 years and uh, the designation of university, which we spoke about a couple of months back, is uh, is absolutely amazing. Prestigious as anything, and we congratulate them again. With us live via telephone is Dr. Stanley Boylan. Dr. Boylan is Dean of Faculties at Turo, and he's co-hosting a conference being held this Sunday at Turo's Lander College for Men. The conference is called Perspectives on Individual Autonomy and Community Responsibility. And it's focused on medical ethics, and they're going to explore the legal, ethical, and halachic issues related to the individual's right to make decisions on a variety of critical issues. Dr. Boylan, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning. Uh, this is, uh, I, 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 I'm trying to get a perspective on exactly what the conference is addressing. Um, are, are we assuming that within our halachic community, there are times when individuals and families have the right or the, uh, or the, um, uh, the, the perspective that they're able to make certain decisions, but in other cases, uh, these decisions have to be left to halachic authorities? Would that be one of the ways of, of putting this? Well, uh, I would put it that that all of us are making decisions almost all the time that we live, and it's part of being human. And uh, however, there are times when the decisions that we make affect not only ourselves but affect the community as a whole. And there's always a tension that do we do what's good for ourselves? Do we do what's good for the community? Pirkei uh, Avot actually describes that and. Rebbe in the second parak says that one has to make a choice and do something which is best for both oneself and the community as a whole. To and we have to satisfy Hakadosh Baruch Hu at the same time. Uh, so there are many tensions that we have in life. Uh, decisions that we've went through in the pandemic was such that people would choose what was best for themselves but sometimes ignoring what's best for the community or the effects that those decisions would have on the greater community. So there is always that tension, and we're going to explore the way the halacha would try to mediate between those tensions and give us some guidance. And I was about to ask you for an example, and you could not have given a better example, of course. A, a layperson like myself and many people listening now understand that yes, during the uh, during the pandemic is a perfect <laughs> a perfect time to uh, reflect on how people would make decisions individually and often would not consider the community uh, as a whole. Uh, who's who's uh, the conference for? Is this for general people in the community? Is this for people in the world of education? Is it for students? Who's the conference for? Well, this is first of all a a part of a number of celebrations 
uh, celebratory conferences that Turo is holding for its 50th anniversary of its founding and also for its becoming a university. And uh, it's an academic conference in the sense that it's at a very high level, but it's open to the public and it's meant for the public because it's addressing issues which uh, are of importance to the Jewish community and which have impact, impact on the Jewish community. So it's, it is open to everyone. We do anticipate it. It's, that's a beautiful land of college for men in Queens, right. uh, uh, which, which uh, will have students present, but we do expect that there will be uh, very many uh, others who would be interested in the topic and who would benefit. Perspectives on Individual Autonomy and Community Responsibility. It's happening Sunday, 1130 until 4 p.m. at Lander College for Men on 150th Street in Kew Gardens Hills. Dr. Boylan is with us live via telephone, and uh, everyone is invited, of course, uh, to get more information. You could register for the event by going to 50, that's 5050.turo.edu slash events, 50.turo.edu slash events. So you have a, a distinguished panel, and feel free to mention any of the people who are presenting it's a vast list of really interesting personalities and people who are very familiar with our community and with halacha and it and it seems that the program is divided into three areas the first being individual autonomy community responsibility and halacha that's something that you just uh, gave us a taste of in terms of the issues that people need to keep in mind uh, for the uh, the the more vast community outside of themselves and their family the second one which i i i guess uh and i've seen this in other form as well uh, I, I guess is becoming one of the most talked about issues in the field of ethics and medicine. That's the legalization of marijuana, and this is a um, uh, it, this is a topic uh, that you've brought in some uh, wonderful authorities, uh, rabbis, and others, professors, etc., uh, to address. Could you, could you give us a a perspective on just how big an issue this is and how much it could affect our community as the use, the legalization already has taken place, but the use of marijuana continues to grow in the general community? The, the, um, the Turo, I think, is trying to get a little bit ahead of the curve because I think the impact of, on the community has not yet been as full, uh, fully realized, thankfully. But we are very concerned, I think, that as this pro- proceeds, we do need to put in place community responses to this this issue of legalization of in the public sphere and what that implies with regard to the Jewish community. Uh, so we do know that there there are uh, there is use in the community and it's going to grow and we do have to deal with it. We we will have um, both um, professors at Turo who have dealt with this on a personal level. We will have Rabbi Goldwasser, who is an outstanding uh, leading rabbinic figure who who deals with um, the impact of this in the community. And we will have um, medical professionals and part, uh, as the dean of uh, one of the deans of our pharmacy school who will talk about medical marijuana. Uh, we have all experienced how um, the medical introduction of opioids has had such an effect on the community uh, in a non-medical sphere. So there is an impact even in the use of medicine, which 
in some way authorizes the use of marijuana in other contexts. So we have a very broad approach, I think, to say, let us understand this phenomena. Let's see how we want to deal with it. I think there are plenty of leaders in our community who are very wary of marijuana use, which I totally understand. Uh, but at the same time, if you ask them, you know, what about someone who needs it for medical purposes, would say, well, of course, if it's medical purposes, why not? That that creates a very uh, vague area uh, in terms of uh, in terms of you know overall use in the community. It's not one of those things where where we all understand, you know, the lithnim mishur sadin is to keep it completely out of the community. There are probably too many cases and too many uh, situations where leaders would say, well, if that's the case, you know, you have to allow it to be used. The, the, um, what, one of the fascinating uh, presentations will be on how we, one can derive uh, from plants in general medicines and so it would not have the effect that marijuana has on, on the personality and an addiction and on other and, uh, and behavior. So the medical aspects can be isolated and not uh, lead to authorization of uh, marijuana throughout the community. But these are uh, very important issues, and we think it's important that the community learn about it and and begin to deal with uh, the halakhic implications. No question about it. In addition to that, there's a third piece on the community and the individual, which is going to focus uh, with experts on communal responsibilities toward individuals with disabilities, and then a segment on support and stigma, a dialogue that'll take place in general about the stigma in our community. And uh, all of this is included in the event happening this coming Sunday. Perspectives on individual autonomy and community responsibility, a distinguished panel, to say the least, all introduced by Dr. Alan Kadish, who's the president of Turo University. Individual autonomy, community responsibility, and halacha with presenters like Harav Jonas and Sachs, with Dr. Uh, Avraham Steinberg, Rabbi Tzvi Flaum, Dr. David Katz. Legalization of marijuana with Professor Naomi Clapper, uh, Rabbi Dr. Tzvi G. Lowy, uh, Dr. Adena Osband, our very own Rabbi David Goldwasser and the community and the individual uh, with Samuel Levine, Dr. Faye Walkenfeld, Dr. Meira Orenlichter. Uh, these are all distinguished panelists and presenters who are going to be uh, included this coming Sunday, and everybody out there is invited to attend. It's part of the uh, Turo University. That's right. They're now a university. Turo University 50th anniversary celebration, yet another important um, uh, conference, and everybody out there is invited uh, to register. Go to uh, 50, that's 50.turo.edu slash events. That's 50.turo.edu slash events. It happens this coming Sunday at Turo's Lander College for Men in Queens, New York. Dr. Stanley Boylan is Dean of faculty, Faculties at Turo. Dr. Boylan, anything else you'd like to add about Sunday's event? Well, we, we, we will have a presentation by Harav Avraham Steinberg, who is an outstanding, well-known posake in this field, and he will discuss a very fascinating topic, which is that in Eretz Yisrael, in Israel, uh, Rabbi Steinberg has been involved with the government authorities and with the medical authorities and in creating the policies that sometimes we find are objectionable from a halakhic point of view and giving guidance how hospitals, how, how government policy might actually conform with halakha. And uh, he, from his experience, we will, uh, I think, gain insight onto such issues 
as how did the hospitals in Israel deal with brain death and organ transplants, abortion, various hot topics also, which deal with the individual and society in the sense that we are running, Israel is running a full um, set of medical rules, and we have the halacha, and how do those two interact uh, in, a, in a way that we can both live with the guidance of society and the guidance of uh, halacha? Uh, Rabbi Plaum will be discussing experimental medical drugs and the question of a patient who might want to take an experimental drug and the responsibility of the community in determining whether that's safe overall and what are the guidelines? When can one do that and when can one not? These are very fascinating topics in which um, the halacha can guide us and give us, I think, some clarity. I never even thought of that. People are offered experimental drugs often as a as you know, hopefully be, to be able to save their medical situation, but there's, I guess, many halakhic questions that need to be asked, even in those circumstances. Always side effects are possible, and if you did that, you know that we experienced this during the pandemic, right. in which theoretically non-approved medicines might be life-saving and might be life-threatening if used incorrectly. These are very, very hot topics. And we hope that we'll all learn from it. Yeah, no question about it. I'm sure many people will. Uh, our individ- on individual autonomy and community responsibility, perspectives on all of this happening Sunday at Lander College for Men, part of Turo University's 50th anniversary celebration. You're all invited. Head to the um, uh, website uh, to uh, register, 50, that's 50.turo.edu slash events, 50.turo.edu slash events. Dr. Boylan, a pleasure to speak to you. Good luck on Sunday, and thank you for bringing this to our attention. Thank you. Dr. Stanley Boylan, Dean of Faculties at Turo. Conferences this Sunday, and my God, there are so many issues. So many issues, legal, ethical, and halachic issues related to individuals' right to make decisions on a variety of critical issues. I know that in our history... There's all, every generation has faced, you know, medical ethics issues and different things that have come up. I can only imagine as things have evolved, you know, how many halakhic issues had to be addressed over the centuries. But this seems like such a complicated time. Sunday's uh, event will certainly help give a perspective on so many of the things that people are facing medically uh, and halakhically. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. That was my conversation with Dr. Stanley Boylan. More coming up. Thanks so much for listening to JM Rewind. Keep on listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.